that makes me see red. <laughs> that's that's what he always said. Uh, speaking of of seeing red, happy day after Valentine's Day, or happy Black History Month. Both are going on right now, and we're going to put both of those together in this podcast. Funny thing is, is oftentimes I I I always love to do a podcast on the holidays, but oftentimes the holidays sneak up on me because I have to record in advance so I can edit it and and get it out. And you're road tripping with me today. I'm in Southern California, and I have just been so busy um, speaking down here and coaching down here that I don't have much time to put together a podcast. I hope I'm going to be able to put together one and get it out to you for at least the day after Valentine's Day because I think love and Valentine's Day just go together. I don't know if anyone's ever put Valentine's Day and Black History Month together before, but we are going to do that today. So come along, join us. I think it'll be encouraging. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you how to operate in a spirit. This is Happy Life Studios. This message is for you. This message is for you. This message is singular to you. It's not for anybody else. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to understand. Hey, are you happy? Now that's a great question. Does the sun set high? Does the sun set high? Welcome to Happy Life Studios. What's up, happy lifers? Thanks for joining me today here in not-so-sunny California. Um, I think I brought Seattle with me, and that makes me see gray, not red. But that makes me see red. That's what my high school band teacher always said. I mean, he was from the military, and I don't even know what that means, makes me see red. I think that means, I don't know if that's come from bullfighting and the bulls seeing red, or, or when you get angry, you see, but... All I knew was what my band teacher wasn't too happy with me. When he would say that to me, it was when I would blow it in marching band practice or something else, and he'd get right up in my face, and he'd put his thumb and his finger together, and he would, he would just shake him right in front of my face, in front of the whole band to see. It was so embarrassing. And he would just say, you make the haze that makes me see red. Well, maybe he saw red, but that's what I was seeing too because that's what his face was. It was beat red, including the, the vein sticking out of his neck. I mean, he just was not happy with me because my performance wasn't, <laughs> I didn't practice, I didn't, whatever the case may be, but he just, it, he said it made him, made him see red. Daddy is always farting because he eats too much beans. <laughs> You're probably thinking, what? <laughs> I have to explain that to you. I guess I don't have to. It'd be kind of funny to me if I didn't, but then you'd probably be like, what in the world is this Happy Life Studios all about? But as I was writing this podcast, some notes of it down, I'm staying at a, at a house down here of some, some people that, that are actually coaching clients of mine, and they let me stay at their house, and, and I got somebody else letting me borrow the car while I'm down here speaking and, and coaching and stuff. But as I was writing this up, their, their 10-year-old son came up to me and, and said, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm writing something. What are you writing? I said, I'm writing for my podcast. He says, oh, can I too? And I'm like, what do you mean, can you too? Yeah, can I write for the podcast? I'm sure, why not? So I turned it over to him, and that's what he typed in. Daddy is always farting because he eats too much beans. And so he's like, oh, so I'm like, I, thanks for the addition. He says, are you going to keep that in there? I thought, you know what? <laughs> I am going to keep that in there. Which is, anyway, let's get back to my band teacher. 
it's perfect that my band teacher was seeing red um because we're talking about valentine's day and that's kind of why i'm bringing that up because i was seeing red and i'm seeing red right now i've been seeing red for the last week why because we're all seeing red because it's valentine's season we all know the colors for valentine's are red and pink they're the color of the hearts and and valentine's so we're all seeing red right now which reminds me of the sign I saw last week. I want to talk to you about, I want to talk to us about two different signs uh, today that I think they just did it right. And we're going to tie them into Black History Month and Valentine's Day because I think they're both viable to be talked about. But it was a couple of weeks ago before I left on my trip and, and I'm driving down south and I'm heading to my chiropractor, a Momentum Chiropractic in Puyallup, Washington. And this episode is actually brought to you by them, and they get me right, man. They set me straight. And so I was on my way down there to them, and they're fantastic. If you're ever in the Seattle area, you need to, you need to check out Momentum Chiropractic in Puyallup, south, south Seattle area, south of Seattle, maybe 30 minutes or so. Anyway, as I was driving down there, I was taking this back road, and I saw this sign just out of the blue. I'm just driving. I'm having a good time. I'm listening to, to the radio, and I'm driving down the road, and all of a sudden you see this sign with, with this, the number 38 on it, and it was telling me my speed, but it wasn't just telling my speed. It was like yelling the speed. How do you know it was yelling? Well, because it was, the, first of all, the lights were red, and they were flashing in my face, 38, 38, 38, 38. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I guess I must be speeding, you know, and, I, and I, I, my thought was, wow. You know, I, I checked out the sign. It says it, the speed limit is 35, and I went, ooh, ooh, I'm going a whole three miles an hour over the speed limit. You better yell at me because I'm going three miles. An- <laughs> I, I mean, it actually upset me. I felt like I felt like that sign was yelling at me that it was pointing out my mistake because it was in red flashing. You're going three miles an hour over. You're going three miles an hour. I'm going, ooh, wow, arrest me, you know, put me in jail, right? I'm glad you let me know I was going a whole three miles an hour over. So I'm sorry, I'll make sure I slow down. Now, whether I said that out loud or not, I don't remember. Embarrassingly, talk about being red. I think that I did say it out loud. <laughs> like, oh, okay, I'll slow down. I'm sorry I went three miles an hour over. <laughs> but when I, I, I did slow down, I, that part I do remember. And I almost slowed down sarcastically if one can actually slow down sarcastically. I mean, I will say that I was definitely being sarcastic, bordering on cynical, because honestly, I was a little upset. I was a little angry. It didn't take much to snap my anger. I must have been in the, in the zone, but I was just a little upset. I was that, that, that all of a sudden I see this glowing, flashing number trying to correct my horrible law-breaking three miles an hour mistake, and it made me see red. Sign, that makes me see red. Literally, I saw Red, literally. But then something happened. When I slowed down, something completely unexpected to me happened. And it changed my entire perspective. This sign did it right. I mean, I've never seen a sign like this do something like this before. I've seen the signs telling you you're going over the speed limit. Um, but I didn't think that was necessary for it would be flashing red telling me I went a whole three miles an hour over. Maybe it could be in pink or something. Maybe it could be in green and lime green and it would just softly glow telling me I'm three miles an hour over, but it was, it was flashing red at me. Well, when I slowed down and I hit 35, when the number turned 35, it actually turned green. 
which I thought was kind of cool because then it was like it turned green. But then it said this. It said, thank you. The sign said, thank you. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. It actually shocked me. It took me. It totally took me aback. I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, this was just an inanimate object. It was just a machine. It was just technology. It wasn't a human. It was a machine. Just a configuration of little green light bulbs. But they said, thank you. And my whole attitude, without me even thinking about it, my whole attitude just changed. It changed. In fact, it changed so fast, it surprised me. I went from sarcastically mocking out loud <laughs> this sign to thinking, you are so welcome, and I'm glad you're correct. I'm going, in fact, and I'm not only going 35 now, I'm going to go 35 the rest of the day just to make you happy. <laughs> I mean, I remember thinking that. I'm like, I'm going to go 35 all day long. Why? Because a stupid sign said thank you? Yeah, because a stupid sign said thank you. Because thank you goes a long way. I mean, gratitude changes a lot. Gratitude changes even the darkest, sarcastic, sad, or ugly, scary moments or attitudes in our lives. Just saying thank you. And I think uh, uh, a lot of times, you know, we just we just those signs usually they just say red you're going over the speed limit and then once you're doing it right they just stop it's like and i think a lot of times i do that sometimes i do that with my kids sometimes i do it with other people just like you you should just know you're going too fast you know what are they what are they called the karens or the nancys or whatever people that are always reporting other people and correcting trying to tell them that they're doing wrong but how often do we ever turn green and say Thank you for that. I think sometimes we just expect people to line up. We just expect people because I said so. That's what, you know, as parents, we often say, because I said so, that's why. You, you should just do it because I'm your parent or because I'm your boss and, and because that's the way it is. That's the rules. You should just do it. And that's fine. But when you got a flashing red, when you're seeing red and it's flashing at you, you know what? I, I, if we're really trying to change somebody's behavior, is that really the best way to do it? Because I tell you what, it did change my behavior. But I almost did it sarcastically. But what really changed my attitude, which changes my behavior naturally, right? Sometimes we obey the rules because we have to or we'll get a ticket or we'll have to or we'll get in trouble. But I tell you what, love goes a lot farther than fear does. Love goes a lot farther than seeing red. When you're seeing the red of love, the red of Valentine's Day, right? That's what changes why we do what we do. So you're probably thinking... Hey, I thought this was, was about Valentine's Day. Well, it is, and not just about the color red, okay? Um, it's about seeing red, but maybe not like the way many people see Valentine's Day or how they see love. For instance, I was at an outdoor mall down here in Southern California last week. I was just walking along. And I saw this, this sign in, this, in the store window as I was walking past. And it caught my attention because the sign said something about love. So it caught my attention. Then I realized the store was Victoria's Secret. And they were using that line about love to sell a certain product, which I wasn't about to spend a lot of time finding out what that product was because <laughs> I don't want to look like I'm an old man staring through the window of a Victoria's Secret. And then, you know, people staring at me and I'll say, oh, no, I'm just I just want to find the line on the sign. Yeah, yeah, sure you do. So I don't remember what the sign exactly said, but it said something about it's about love or it's a love thing or something 
along those lines. But what which it was basically saying was, it was trying to sell me on the fact that lingerie is love. But lingerie is not love. And when we think about Valentine's Day, we I mean, don't get me wrong, there is a part of love that is romantic. That is that it can be sensual and 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 but but the love is so much deeper than just that one small portion. The problem is, you know, we have one word for for love basically in the English language, but the Greeks they had four words for love way back in the day. I mean, so you you've got a like a Philadelphia was a city of brotherly love. That was a word for love. Phileo agape was an unconditional love. I love you just because. And and then you've got a, a sexual love or sensual love or and, and that's really the kind of love that we tend to focus on valentine's day but truth is if you do any research on valentine's day i mean valentine's day is about a guy by the name of valentine that that the catholic church made a saint and it's on february 14th because that's the day he was martyred he was murdered he was killed you know why he was killed because of his beliefs he was killed because of his love not because of his romantic love he was to be killed because of his love Back in those days, this was in the this was in the the fourth the I think it was the third the third century. Okay, this was back in the days when when you know if you believed in Jesus, uh, you were thrown the, the Romans you you're literally thrown to the lions. I mean, you were thrown out there, you know, and you had to the glad you ever seen the movie Gladiator? It was like that. If if you if you didn't believe the way they believe they would throw you into that 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 ring and you'd have to fend for yourself against gladiators or against lions or other beasts or things like that and the crowd would sit around and watch it's like MMA watching like a cage match only it was with a with a person not volunteering not high-fiving the lion when they walk in the ring it was like they were in there and they were going to die and Valentine cared about these people so much that that he would go after them and he would encourage them and he would try to bring them hope and he would try to rescue them in fact there's you know i don't we don't know if it's a myth or not there's a lot of things said about valentine's but one of the things was he would cut hearts out of parchment and where we get our valentine from they they say that they it's because valentine would cut a heart out of parchment and he would give it to these people that were about to face the lion the lions and the, to help bring them courage, to let them know that you are loved, to let them know that, that I'm with you and that I care about you. And I'm sorry you're going through this. And Valentine, it wasn't, it wasn't until like the 14th century, something like that, where Valentine's day. So he was actually martyred, like I said, on February 14th. So he, February 14th was celebrated for, you know, for a thousand years or so. But in the 14th century, it wasn't until then when Chaucer started writing about, I think he was writing about Valentine's, things like that. But it was when Chaucer, Geoffrey Chaucer, English poet, um, uh, writer, uh, activist, um, all these things that he was, right? Well, he, he's the one that kind of, his writings kind of turn Valentine's and make Valentine's more about romance and romantic love. But true love is so much deeper than Valentine's. I mean, it, it's about gratitude. It's about loving you. And here's the interesting thing. Like I said, the Greeks had four different words for love. That ancient Greeks back in the day, you know, they had agape, phileo, eros, which is a sexual love. And then they had a, oh, what was the other one? I don't remember. But they they had, from what I understand, from my studies, but it's been a long time since I studied. But what I remember was agape, you know, that's, that, that's a term that, that we often think is the highest form of love. I personally believe it's the highest form of love. It's I love you no matter what. 
I don't love you so that you love me back. I love you, and you don't even have to love me back. I still, I'm still going to love you no matter what. It's kind of like a love you would have for for your children, or you would have for your spouse, hopefully. But but you don't love to get something in return for them. You just love them. Period. I just love my boys, not because they. I I rarely ever tell my boys I love them and I'm proud of them in the same sentence because I never wanted them to think. I love them because of their performance, or I love them because I'm proud of them. I wanted them to know I love them just based upon that. That was agape. But from what I understood from studying it a long time ago, um, that agapes actually felt that that are the Greeks agapes. <laughs> the Greeks actually felt like agape was the lowest form of love. Why would you love someone if you didn't get anything in return from them? But I think it's the highest form of love. And that's why I think, you know, there's nothing wrong with eros and romantic love and a, a sexual kind of love. But we have taken that word love, which it, it includes gratitude and being thankful and grateful for the people around you. It includes giving service to people and helping people and giving your life like the first Valentine, the St. Valentine did. It includes all that, which I think is so much deeper than just going into red hearts and little candied hearts with messages on them. Real love is about, I'm going to stick up for you. I care for you and you're in a bad spot, but I am here to help you. I may disagree with you, but I still support you and I still love you. And that to me is what true love is about, is what what a true Valentine is really about, not just romance, but it goes so much deeper than that, which takes me to my second sign that I saw. This sign was from a movie that I was watching the other day, and it was called Burden. It was done in 2018, and it kind of, I think it kind of flew underneath the, the radar. I've never seen it, but all of a sudden it popped up on my Comcast, or it popped up on Netflix or something. I can't remember where I saw it, but it popped up, and, and it, it, it was really good because it had a, the starring, it, it, the, the cast was Garrett Hedlund, um, Forrest Whitaker was in there. Usher was in there, you know, the musician Usher was in there and had several others in there. And the story looked really good. And I, it's obviously on because of a black history month, but it was about uh, a former member of the Ku Klux Klan that learned love and tolerance, but it's how he learned it. Right. So the Ku Klux Klan was, well, let me get to the sign here. The sign was in the movie and the sign was uh, a, a guy talk about the opposite of love, uh, it was hate. It was well, actually, I'd say the opposite of love is apathy. Hate is usually when you really love someone, but they've hurt you. And so you just want to hate them. But I think the opposite of love is actually apathy. But in this movie, there's a gentleman that's the, the member of the KKK and he's the head of the KKK. And he is, he is taking this old theater and he's turning it into the redneck KKK museum. And as they're fixing the whole thing up, and then all of a sudden when they unveil it for the whole town, to, you know, for the town to see as they're walking by, whatever, they unveil it and they pull the paper off and you see the sign and that's what it said. It said the Redneck KKK Museum. Now, I'm not saying they did that sign right because that sign isn't right. In my opinion, that sign represents hate and it represents anger and it represents not caring for mankind. It represents me thinking that my race is right or, or me thinking that my way is right and your way is wrong. And so, I mean, that, that sign isn't right. But the movie that that sign was in, I thought they did a fantastic job in the same way that that sign on the side of the road turned green and said thank you and it changed my whole perspective it just made me warm inside it just made me feel good just by some green lights saying thank you <laughs> I, this movie did the exact same thing because this movie 
man, what it painted. It just, Forrest Whitaker was the pastor of a, um, of a, of a small town. I think it was in 1996. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not doing it justice, but the point of it is, is that when they unveil that sign, it just made me sick inside. And I just, I don't understand with all the riots and the demonstrations and, and people going at each other from both sides. I don't get that. I just don't, that, that hurts my heart. It really does. And it's the opposite of happy life and me trying to demand my way or trying to say that you're wrong and I'm right. And I'm a hundred percent right. And you're a hundred percent wrong. And, you know, uh, I, I just feel like there's, there's a part of society that's trying to get us to say I'm either this or I'm that I'm either red or I'm blue. I'm either, you know, mask or I'm not mask or I'm either, if you don't agree with me then I'm just going to unfriend you. And, and I, I, I don't think we, we can't buy into that if we want to live a happy life. I think that there's power in, and in, in diversity, but diversity isn't, you have to agree with me. Diversity is you don't have to agree with me. I'm going to agape you either way. I'm going to love you either way. I'm going to Valentine you to a whole different level by loving you no matter what you believe or what you feel. And how this movie was done was so beautiful because this, this individual Garrett Hedlund, the reason why he was KKK is because he came from a very broken ugly situation and the person that brought him in was the person that was in charge of the kkk so he brought him in as well as he brought a lot of other people in that same way that's how he was getting his his agenda of hate across because he'd bring them in he'd love them take care of them then he'd expect them these these youths he'd expect them to be on his side now because he gave out to them right but Garrett Hedlund meets this girl that he likes and has attraction for. Talk about Valentine's, right? He falls, falls in love with this girl, but she she's, doesn't like that, the fact of KKK. She hates KKK. In fact, his belief system begins to change. In fact, it begins to change so much so that he finally comes out and he says, you know what? I am not going to be KKK anymore. I am not going to follow that way of life anymore, the way of hatred. I'm going to follow the way of love and the way of acceptance because that just feels right to me. That other way, it's like his eyes were enlightened and the movie was just, it was really cool just to see him begin to transform. But there was a slow transformation. In fact, at one point, there was an African-American in the car in front of him and it was a teenager and he was going really slow and he and his buddy were in this pickup truck behind him. And when they honk at the car, the, the kid in front um, puts his hand out the window, flips him off, and all of a sudden this guy just gets mad. He stops the car, goes out, grabs the kid in the car, just starts pounding him, puts him in the hospital and the whole deal. Well, that kid was the pastor, Forrest Whitaker's character, his son's friend. So now here comes a cool part about this movie. I just thought that this movie just, they just did it right. They showed how I think it should be done. It's like how Martin Luther King Jr. would have done it. What a man he was. The way he did it and the opposition he faced, not just from white people, but he faced opposition from the people in his own, in his own party, in his own group, in his own group of people that wanted justice for, for African Americans. And I'm all about that. And so is he, but he was facing resistance on all sides. And yet he continued to love and fight hatred with love. Oh, that's what this movie did. Because all of a sudden, because when this character, Garrett Hedlund's character, decides that I'm not going to be KKK anymore, the KKK just boots him out. They kick him out. In fact, I believe that they beat the tar out of him. Isn't it funny that, you know, you think someone's on your side until you decide you're going to disagree with them. Then they're going to, you know what, if you disagree with me and you unfriend me, I wonder if we were truly friends in the first place. 
I mean, I got hurt the other day because I had a, 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 a friend of mine posted something about one of our hot topics right now and said, and if you just don't agree with me, then you can just unfriend me. And I, I'm sure they, they didn't necessarily mean this, but inside I'm like, is that all I am to you is if I, if I disagree with you, that you, you would just unfriend me that easily? I mean, is that what friendship is about, that we have to agree with each other? I, I just don't get it. I, I don't get it. But here's here, he thought that this whole group of people was his brothers, you know, his Aryan brothers or whatever. But the moment he said, I don't believe what you believe, they kicked him out, beat him up. And now he has no way to, in fact, in fact, they ran a lot of the things in town because of their power and their, the structure of that, that small town. And now his girlfriend loses her job because he left the KKK and the, the guy in charge made sure that happened. And they just began to bully this guy. And pretty soon they had nowhere else to go. And somehow they run across the path of this this African-American pastor, this black pastor, Forrest Whitaker's character. And he takes him into his home. And talk about Martin Luther King Jr. who faced opposition on all sides. When he took these people into his home, his own, his own family, I mean, think about it. His son is sitting there. His wife is going, why would you bring a KKK person in here? His son was like, that's a guy who beat up my best friend and put him in a hospital. And you're going to bring him into my house? And Forrest Whitaker looked at them and basically said, that's exactly what I'm going to do because that's what you sh- you're supposed to do. That's, that's what love is. That's what I'm going to do. And because Forrest Whitaker did that, that's how that, that KKK youth who decided to go against that. But if Forrest Whitaker never brought him in, I think he probably would have went back to KKK because what other options did he have? But Forrest Whitaker, the last person you'd ever expect, the person that was offended the most, that got hurt the most, was the person that decided to choose love and brought this young man into his house and changed everything for that young man. That's what changed his life. It wasn't just his girlfriend who said, listen, you can't be with me if you're going to be KKK. But what really did it was when that, that black pastor, that African-American pastor, that, that one that he had spent, this character had spent his life hating and uh, 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 trying to abuse his race and, and saying all sorts of bad things. He's the one that unveiled the KKK Redneck Museum sign, right? And now because of love, everything was changed in the same way that I went from seeing red to seeing green. I went from feeling like I was being corrected and flashing in my face. Hey, slow down, slow down. You're speeding. Stop it. Stop breaking the law to immediately when it turned green and said, thank you. All of a sudden I felt appreciated. That sign didn't have to say thank you in the same way we often think, well, I don't have to tell people that they should just do that because they should just do it. That's the right thing to do. Well, you know what? Thank you goes a long way. But what went even farther was the second sign that in that movie where that, that pastor in love, took someone that was full of hate and brought him into his very own home. Uh, when, when he did that, I was expecting to see the fight. And, you know, a lot of movies are like, you know, fight fire with fire, fight hate with hate, fight anger with anger. And, and, and you feel good. I, at least I do. I feel good when that guy gets his coming his way because he was bullying other people. Now he gets it back and makes me feel good. But you know what? This movie just even more than that, that, that sign in the neighborhood with a speed limit sign. When this movie, when I saw this pastor actually do it and didn't pull back from it, and he still, even though his own family was didn't want that to happen, he still said, this is what we do in this house. We love people. And that's why that young man learned tolerance through love and faith because an African-American reverend, pastor, didn't just talk about love on Sunday morning. He practiced it. 
and it changed this young man's life. Let's practice true love, not just the romantic love where we get something back in return, but I think what the world needs right now is for people to give without necessarily expecting to get back. I think it needs some acceptance, and it has to start with me. It has to start with us. That's what happy lifers do. Thank you to all those people that make happy possible to those that really need it. Steve Ace.